0: Hello, Sacramento. Or as I like to call it, the nation's capital.
1: Uh, You're listening to The Dollop. This is a bi-weekly American history podcast. Each week, I, owner of Larry the Dog... You mean the one who hurt Rebecca? (laughs) Driver of electric car. Man with nipples. Awful. Dave Anthony reads a story from American history to his friend...
0: Gareth Reynolds, who has no idea what the topic is going to be about.
1: This is uh, one of the most requested... Dollops. Uh, it's a story everybody knows, even me,
0: pops. Yeah. Hey, should we say real quick uh, that we oh. uh, just that We're- we have added a second show in London? Yep. So if people want to go on our UK tour, there's another show in London. Yep. And uh, we have another podcast that's pretty much like this podcast. It's called The Dollop uh, England and the UK, and uh, the stories are pretty fucking bananas. So yep. listen to that.
1: May 22nd, 1814. How do I know this? Year of our Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you. Johann Ludwig Christian Kessberg was born in Broberg in the kingdom of Prussia. Wait, okay. Shall I take a knee? (laughs) It's now known as Germany, people. Oh. Frederick was, uh, his dad, Frederick, was a Lutheran clergyman, and little, is, little else is known about the family. In 1842, 28-year-old Johan married 19-year-old Elizabeth Philippe Zimmerman. Okay. Uh, they had twin girls, Matilda Elise and Julian Coraline, who they called Ada. Cute so far. Yeah, it's a nice story. Yeah. yeah. Twin, twin daughters, cute, cute, cute little names. The Prussian Empire was going through a lot of upheaval. You know, everyone's, you know, just it's a fucking shit show. Dave, you, so, you don't
0: need to tell me what's going on in Prussia in the 1840s. i have proven I know that. So in 1844,
1: the uh, Kessbergs headed to the United States where Johann started going by the name Lewis. Okay. Sure.
0: Why, why do you look like a little kid who's about to get his picture taken? <laughs>
1: You're so happy. I just love that no one knows what it is yet. They settled. You look so elated with yourself. They settled near Cincinnati. Uh, he was. Uh, he worked as a brewer, distiller. Uh, one of the twins, Matilda, died. But it's that you know. It's a dollop. Uh, a kid's gonna die in the first couple of minutes. That's just how. I think that's what twins were in the 1840s. You're like, that means we got one for sure. <laughs> Lock in one. <laughs> Oh, it was the
0: bad one. Hey, whatever. They look alike. We're going to call you by the one's name that we liked. Is that okay with you? You're her now. Now you're Ada. You're Ada. Is that okay? Yes, Ada. (laughs) Don't act like Matilda. Take the good news. Take the good news, Ada. (laughs)
1: Yes, Ada. You're (laughs) a good girl. Uh, manif- manifest Destiny was uh, was happening in America. Americans were encouraged to move west because of divine providence, national superiority, and exceptionalism. Yeah. Thank God that went away. Yeah. <laughs> 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 we're fucking assholes. So, uh, but getting to places like California, not easy.
0: Sure. I mean, it's kind of like what we went through today. Yep. <sighs> Just no give Weird looks at Harley Davidson.
1: Yeah. The multiple trip.
0: AM, PMs.
1: Yep, multiple. The trip took four to six months by wagon. Uh, last hundred miles, you had to go through the tall, steep, snowy Sierra, Nevada mountains. It's a total nightmare. Yeah. Oh, they're here tonight. They love the... Some people just love mountains. Yeah. Uh, timing was it's very... so funny
0: that they sit all the way in the back, too. They're like,
1: we love elevation! Um... Timing, very crucial on this trip. You leave too early, you get bogged down in my mud in the spring rains. Sure. Leave a little late, you get snowed in. Sure, like Edward. So the Kessbergs <laughs> headed west in 1846. Okay. Loaded up several wagons. Uh, they had a party of nine people. Okay. Louis, his wife, who's now pregnant. That's when you <laughs> want to get in a wagon and head out west. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it might just pop out of you. You won't <laughs> even notice. Uh, Ada, who is now three... Uh, some other German immigrants, uh, an old Belgian man named Hard Coop.
0: Well, I think, by the way, if you're making cuts to the party of nine, it's uh, Hard Coop goes.
1: <laughs> we're, not, we're not making cuts yet. I'd like or to make a cut. I'll make a cut early on Hard Coop. Um, the wagon driver, uh, everyone called Dutch Charlie, even though he was German.
0: Sure. That's classic Dutch Charlie behavior right there, not giving a
1: shit. So Lewis, uh, Lewis is six feet tall. He's 180 pounds. He speaks four languages. Jesus. Yeah. Okay. It's a, bi- it's a big lad for back then. Yeah, well, yeah plus four languages. Yeah. Uh, Arthur, uh, Arthur 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 C.F. McGlashan described him as, quote, he has a distinct rapid mode of enunciation, a loud voice, and a somewhat excited manner of speech. In conversing, he looks one squarely and steadily in the eye and appears like an honest, intelligent German.
0: It's literally only the last word that makes it weird. Every other part of it is like, yeah, of course, he looked at you when you talked. That's not (laughs) abnormal.
1: He's like, he looked at me when I talked for a German. Do you know what I'm saying? (laughs) So in mid-May, 100 miles west of Independence, they were joined by two larger groups. The Reed Party... James Reed was an Irishman. He was heading west because he hoped California's climate would help his wife's terrible migraines. <laughs> okay. so Oh! I pray. He had recently uh, declared bankruptcy also. Okay. Uh, he had served during the Black Hawk War with Abraham Lincoln. Sure. And they became really, really good friends. Lincoln wanted his family to go with the Reeds... On this journey, but Mary Todd Lincoln was pregnant and she was like, fuck no. Uh, but
0: meanwhile, there were pregnant people yeah, on the well, wagon journey. Germans. Right, right. Ger- There's that word. Germans again. are like,
1: I got this, and they just fucking do whatever. Hold
0: it in, don't let it slip out. <laughs> Push your legs together, cross them. Give me the clothespin.
1: It's fair to be disgusted by that. Um, they were so close to the Lincolns that Mary Todd uh, Lincoln came down and, and, you know, waved goodbye as they were driving away. So <laughs> uh, the, the other thing? big group that joined them, besides the Party were known as the Donner Party.
0: What's amazing is that <laughs> I was like, I was genuinely starting to be like, If I don't know this, I will be embarrassed. You're like, everyone will know this one. I was like, when does it click in? Okay. (laughs) There's the family name I've heard
1: before. (laughs) So now, Lewis was actually not easy to like. On the trip, he was known for absolutely terrible behavior and a very bad temper. Uh, He would plunder Native American burial sites on the journey. That's just... I mean, uh, yeah. Like, we've done enough. The
0: idea that you need to just be like, ha-ha, prank. It's like, dude, fuck off. They have stuff. We will
1: take it. <laughs> One immigrant said hey, he... hey, look, I got the flowers.
0: <laughs> yeah, fuck them. I'm the worst.
1: Love oh, that... wait, I'm German. I love that you're right. I love that your idea of a Native American burial site is flowers. Everybody likes them. <laughs> Who doesn't like those? One emigrant said Lewis took a buffalo robe from a Sioux grave. Oh.
0: And probably some flowers. Uh, but talk, By the way, I... I love that they're, in
1: your mind, they're fresh graves. Or, or the sewers stopping by and putting flowers down every well, week. Well, that's the one I'm thinking.
0: <laughs>
1: you know, like we did with my grandpa.
0: Uh...
1: Another uh, person on the trip called Lewis, quote, eccentric, antisocial, and someone predisposed to derangement of the mind. Jesus Christ. James Reed's eldest daughter claimed Lewis hit a little girl who came to play with his daughter and scarred her for the rest of the journey.
0: Well... well it sounds
1: I... like she had a coming. Like, what? <laughs> what, well, you're going to just fucking roll up on my wagon and be like, is your daughter
2: available to play?
1: You're going to get hit? Uh, wait... Everything you've said
0: sounds okay so far. So, <laughs> Can she play? No. Oh, the nerve. Now,
1: who thinks I look great in a buffalo robe? <laughs> so Lewis and Reed were constantly fighting. Uh, Reed kept confronting Lewis when he beat his wife or neglected his kids. Jesus Christ. Which apparently happened often. So... And
0: Lewis was like, let me be the worst.
1: The party reached Wyoming in May 1846, and uh, Lilburn Boggs took control. He was a former Missouri governor. What's his name? Uh, Lilburn Boggs. Lilburn? Lilburn.
0: Like a cartoon character? Yep.
1: Lilburn. Lilburn. Not a big burn. Lilburn.
0: Lilburn. You touch your pants, too hot. Get Lilburn.
1: That's right. So because he was, uh, you know, a big fancy ex-governor, you guys are already done? Because he was a big fancy ex-governor, they started calling it the Boggs Party. Okay. Now, they arrived at Fort Laramie, Wyoming, <laughs> in June. Now, there was this uh, failed lawyer named Lansford Hastings, who was a huge adventurer kind of guy, and he wanted to take California from the Mexicans and establish an independent republic with him as the ruler.
0: Okay, so he's an ambitious seeker.
1: He's got big ideas. Yeah. Nothing wrong with the big idea, man. No. He thought if he could convince enough Americans to settle in California, the Mexican population would be overwhelmed and it would result in a bloodless revolution. Which happened. Uh, (laughs) Right. Yeah. Cool. (laughs) So to get people to go to California, Hastings made the trip sound super easy. So but
0: we just ran into this on another one where it's just someone is just like, "Oh, you're going to love it. It couldn't be easier. It's like taking a sled downhill. It'll be fun." And you're just like people die and you're like, "Well, I'm a liar. I'm sorry everyone died. I really I will I don't care about the feelings of others."
1: <laughs> he wrote a book called The Immigrant's Guide to Oregon and California. It, ...was full of absolute bullshit. For example, he claimed that travelers would not have to worry about Native Americans because, quote, the desolating ravages of intertribal war have been the chief causes of now abandoned villages, which are covered in human skulls. Wait, that's to make people feel better? (laughs) The real version... Doesn't that want to make you go there? No.
0: No. don't mind the skulls. It's just like a stone pathway. <laughs>
1: uh, and and that the wilderness and timidity of these tribes are such that upon the appearance of white persons at their villages, all of the males, both old and young, immediately flee in the utmost confusion. <laughs> like running into each other. <laughs> To the surrounding hills and mountains while females remain and commence of the most doleful moaning and crying. So this sounds
0: great. Wait, so the idea is that if you're white and you walk into that area, the men don't know what to do and just run around like Benny Hill and the women fall down and start crying. Yes. Sure. That sounds pretty logical. Yeah. Who needs
1: motivated uh, actions? So a lot of pioneers were into Hastings' book, including the Reeds and the Donners. Jacob Donner passed his copy around to everyone else in the group, and he would discuss it often. One big lie in the book was about the Hastings cutoff, which is supposed to be a shortcut that Hastings had discovered by looking at a map. Is that how one finds the shortcut? That's right. Normally, someone's like, wait, they missed a thing here. Look real
0: close there, Arthur. There's a thing. Look, I can make my finger do this. That'll be easy on foot. (laughs) Basically
1: the same trip, just with feet. (laughs) Woo, that was easy. Uh, But his shortcut was actually 125 miles longer than the usual route. It's a weird shortcut, sure. (laughs) It's not your traditional shortcut. (laughs) And Hastings had never traveled it.
0: Okay, okay. Well, I'm starting to, I mean, I kind of forgive him now a little bit. (laughs) He really was just like, you go that way. Fuck off. Get in there. I'm the leader.
1: Now, while they were there, Reed ran into an old friend who was a seasoned mountain man and guy had been all over the West. Well, that's pretty lucky. Yep. And he said that Hastings' book was fucking bullshit. Okay. And Hastings was a scammer, and he met him, and he had no idea how difficult the journey was. And he told Reed, absolutely do not take the Hastings cutoff. Now, Dave... Why don't we just
0: go to the next sentence where you tell me that they took the Hastings (laughs) cutter? How's that sound? Who needs an experienced mountain man when some guy was like, you go there.
1: (laughs) There. You don't need a guide. I found a piece of paper. A guide? What do you need a guide for? He's got knowledge. Take this paper. So the men of the party spoke all night with the experienced guide, and some took his warnings and kept going on the proven route. But others, like the Reeds and the Donners, did not. Quote, I told Reed to take the regular wagon track and never leave it. Told him of the great desert and the roughness of the Sierras. But he quickly <laughs> responded, There's a higher route, and it is of no use to take such a roundabout course. Oh
0: man. Okay. It's gonna be fine. Yeah, no, with the little knowledge I have, I know it will
1: be fine. So the party split up, one party on the original route while reading the others, including the Kesbergs, followed the Hastings cutoff. This group was officially now called the Donner Party. Enjoy enjoy your enjoy your fingers. (laughs) Wait. They're serving fingers tonight.
0: (laughs) I believed you for way too long on a lot of that.
1: (laughs) Uh, At the Sweetwater River in Wyoming, the Donner Party was given a letter from Hastings. Good news. I found an even shorter route. (laughs) Right, so they're at Fort Bridger, and it warned of... uh, So they're going to Fort Bridger. It warned of possible Mexican attacks and said if, if they met him at Fort Bridger, he would personally lead them on the Hastings Cut-Off across the desert and mountains.
0: Okay. So that's nice. It's nice, but it's total bullshit in some way for sure.
1: Well, they arrived at Fort Bridger on July 27th. Hastings had just left Ah. to join another party. Ah! Damn it. What What they were not told was a lot of previous travelers at Fort Bridger had left letters to warn other immigrants to not go on the Hastings Cut-Off. Where are the letters? Well, but the owners of the fort didn't want to lose any business, so they hid the letters.
0: Oh, my God. Well, Ma, I don't know. I think that's going to affect the cafe business a lot. (laughs) All them letters that say, don't go this way.
1: (laughs) I just ordered a case of Coke. Mm Mm-hmm. Welcome to Survivor's Cafe. (laughs) So the Donner Party was now 74 people. Jesus Christ. At uh, Weber River or Weaver, whatever, in Utah, on August 6th, they found a message from Hastings on a stick.
0: You got to feel good about that. <laughs> You're like, hey, I was worried for a minute, but then we got the stick note. <laughs> Give me a minute, I'm going to have a twig read. I'm happy with what's happening over here.
1: Good news, there's a letter on a stick. We've got another branch book. It, uh, it said the canyon was impassable and drew a new route oh, over the mountain. no, mountains.
0: no, no, wait, okay. So if you're going from book to note on a stick, not as good. <laughs> you're like, oh, wait, sorry, there's been an update. Thank God we found this note stick. Otherwise, we would have been fucked.
1: He also said to send someone to catch up with him so he could show them uh, the al- alternative route. Reed and Tumed went ahead and caught up with Hastings. Okay, uh, and then he talked Hastings into riding back to the Donner camp, sure to to talk to these people, sure um, but Hastings, a little ways out, had second thoughts and said he felt really bad about abandoning the other group he was leading, so he just showed Reed the route. I guess on the ground, like, I don't know. <laughs> oh, that's
0: good. That'll, that works. It's just like drawing up a football you go play here, when you're here
1: and there, and you're fine. You're this, and then you just keep going. You'll figure it out. Just keep going down. But the route was so vague that Reed just ended up picking his own trail. Well, that's not
0: good, right? No, it's fine. No, okay. Well, I actually know it not to be fine.
1: Well, you don't know that. It well, could all be lies.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh-huh.
1: What if everybody, it's all fine? <laughs> now, while they were waiting, <laughs> now while they were waiting, even more people joined, and the Donner Party was now 87 people. Jesus Christ. Now, they all headed out on Reed's path. <laughs> Summer was Do they now- know
0: that he's just sort of like improving a path now? I don't think they but do. But he's a path I think, I, I
1: think he came back and said, it's this way.
0: Oh, so he's just like, I
1: had a really good talk with the Hitchens. It's fine. It's right over here. Yeah. Let's go this way. Summer's now over. That's a good sign. Uh, one young traveler died of, con- died of consumption. Lewis's wife gave birth to a baby boy.
0: That's a good time.
1: He was named Lewis Jr.? It took them three weeks to reach Salt Lake instead of the couple of days that Hastings had promised. Mm-hmm.
0: That's good. So, two,
1: two days, three weeks. Sure. Water. The water there was undrinkable, so they had to gather water and grass before heading into the desert, which delayed them more. Okay. Hastings said the desert was about 40 miles wide. He said the desert was 40? 40 miles wide. Okay. It was 80 miles wide. Okay within two days the cattle and horses started dying they couldn't pull the wagon some broke free and ran off those are the real, that, the, by
0: the way it feels like that's the last good moment of the episode <laughs> just general vibe feels like this is the last time we feel happiness oh, for those cows who were like go, go
1: go <laughs> <laughs> be free Without their horses, the Reed family had to abandon most of their wagons and they had to carry what they could now walking through the desert. So are we at the point where you're like that Hitchin son of a bitch, that points son of a bitch. No, you're like, this is a great This path. is great, really close. Great shortcut. Super short, really close. The Donner's and Kessbergs also had to abandon a wagon each. Once across the Salt Lake Valley, they took inventory and found they didn't have the supplies to make it to California. Well, that's a problem. So they sent two men ahead to get help from Sutter's Fort in Sacramento. Where they found gold. Here you go. You, probably, you expected
0: bigger applause on that. You were like, this is a beer time.
1: No, I think all of these people probably are bored of Sutter's Fort. They all went there. <laughs> They, all, they probably went on, like, three field trips there as a kid, and they're like, okay, I get it, gold. <laughs> okay, good, gold. <laughs>
0: Easy, my dear. What'd you say? <laughs> fuck someone. Fuck John Sutter. Oh, fuck,
1: you. yeah, John Sutter. Yeah, fuck him. We'll get to that later. That's a, di- that's a different episode, but, yeah, let's, let's fuck a John Sutter. A that I think John Sutter worse than Larry. A <laughs> little bit. Uh, on September 13th, the party camped at a place called a uh, Reed called "The Mad Woman Camp." And he's just riffing, right? <laughs>
0: he's like got no idea what's going on.
1: Well, he wrote that in his diary because, quote, "All the women in the camp were mad with anger.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but not because of the location, because of the experience. Boy, what is it about this area that makes women go cuckoo bananas? It's like we're dying out here or something, which, mind you, we
1: are. I just could imagine the wives just like. Uh, by, by the you, way, you fucking what? Hey, guess what? The Hastings gonna,
0: fucking who? Guess what's gonna make all the wives happier? Naming it after that. Oh God, you guys are so fucking crazy. I'm calling this Mad Wife Alley. It's like you motherfucker. Hey guys, I know you're pissed, but I want to let you know—kind of an homage moment, an honor.
1: Uh, on September 25th, the par- party finally completed the Hastings cutoff. I told you, told you it was a quick shortcut. Told you it'd be easier. Sorry, your family's
0: dead. We're so much closer than we were.
1: It took 68 days, way, way longer than it should have. You
0: know, sometimes shortcuts aren't shorter. I don't know if you guys know that, but they're not always.
1: Uh, So now they're back on the original route, but (laughs) but insanely behind schedule.
0: (laughs) They're back on the original route. Yeah. Yeah, good work. (laughs)
1: That's amazing. Tensions ran high between members of the party. The Reed family teamster and the Graves family teamster got into an argument as their wagons became tangled together. <laughs> well, that'll get them untangled. Reed tried to make peace between the men and pulled out his knife to cut the tangled ropes on the wagons. One of the teamsters cursed at Reed and hit Reed on the head with his whip handle repeatedly, giving Reed a wide, wide deep cuts on his face. Wait, he whip-whipped him? He hit him with a... The handle of like the. Like a pistol whip I'm familiar with. I think with. he hit him with the handle of the. He's whip whipping. Whip handle. Yeah, he's whip. It's gonna hey, be he's... like.
0: That's yeah. gonna be a demeaning beating. Do you not respect me? Not really. I'm hitting you with the butt of my whip, you little bitch. This is huh? the fucking shit huh? end. Huh? How much does work? it hurt? Not much, but it's really a. Ow! The amount of time. It's voluminous. You don't deserve the other end. Ha! Huh? Stab me like a man! No, you little baby. Huh? (laughs) Huh? You like that, you little pussy? Huh? Uh,
1: So then that was happening, so Reed's wife rushed in to help. Oh, that's going to help his case. Leave my husband alone!
0: (laughs) I'm going to beat him further with the butt. Lewis is
1: like, you want me to hit her? Yeah. So then the teamster stepped toward the wife, and Reed thought the teamster was going to attack his wife. Well, he'd been
0: whip-cussed, by the way. He's not sure what's going on.
1: So he stabbed the teamster in the chest. Jesus Christ, there's simpler places to start with that move. (laughs) The teamster bled out pretty quick and died. Aw? The guy who was just hitting a guy in the face with the handle of a... Okay. A demeaning whip Look, beating. we all have weird favorites. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Teamster 2 was my hero. Even though it was self-defense, many in the party turned against Reed.
0: But it wasn't really self-defense. He was like...
1: It was kinda half kind of
0: half-self-defense. Sort of. He was, he'd been beaten with the butt of a whip, so he was a little woozy. But
1: then he was like, hey, you don't touch her. The guy was like,
0: the fuck, you fucking animal...
1: I was gonna hug her.
0: I was just trying to help her, you, son of a bitch.
1: People already didn't didn't like the reeds because they were wealthy and had started out with a ton of supplies and animals. Plus, Reed was stubborn and arrogant. Okay. So the group met and discussed it. Some wanted to take Reed uh, to the law once they reached California. Okay. Others wanted immediate Which is months away. Yeah. Others wanted immediate justice. <laughs> Lewis hated him and <laughs> I wanted. I think I know what Reed wanted. <laughs> Lewis hated him and wanted him hung immediately in front of his friends and family. Well,
0: I mean, come on. I'm German! Uh, Let it be horrible. Not only should we do it, we should do it in front of his friends and family at supper. <laughs> and we'll say this is your dinner, and then we'll make him eat him in a goulash. <laughs> That'll teach him.
1: One of the parties said Lewis began to, quote, convert a wagon tongue into makeshift gallows almost immediately. Well, well,
0: I, wait, so, so some other German psychopath just hears like a bit of that and is like, I'll make the gallows. They're like, but no, we haven't. Nobody signed off on anything just yet. It's a hanging, it's a hanging. Don't worry, I made an Iron Maiden. I got a whole setup over here. Didn't take too long either, so it's pretty quick. It's weird how it was pretty ready quick. almost. didn't take too long. So. Before. Here we go. Just, I think, and then we're done. We drain all his blood into this, and then we feed all. I'm not sure. I made a lot of stuff. There's a lot of options. <laughs> There's so many options. We could do them all. We could do one. I don't know. Let's have a fun. Let's make a day of it. That's what I say. In front of his friends and family. I think they have to be there. <laughs> they have to be there for that part. <laughs> I want to see the look in his daughter's eyes. Oh, hold, Oh no! Hold his daughter's eyes open. Don't let her shut them. <laughs> look at what I've done to your papa. You don't fuck with me. <laughs>
1: Instead they decided to banish Reed and they allowed him to have a single horse and that was it. The gallows guys like I mean, okay. What a oh, waste of a horse? Yeah,
0: sure, give him a horse. Good call. Yeah, who needs a severance package, whatever.
1: <laughs> Most saw this as a death sentence. But Reed just rode non-stop until he caught up with the Donners, who were two days ahead. Hey, guys, what are you doing? Shit's fine back there. Let's hustle up. Hustle up. I'm with you. They
0: said it's a race, and we need to beat them. By the way, imagine catching up with the Donner party being like, phew. I'm home again.
1: So, Reed and another man from the Donner Party rode ahead to Sutter's Fort with a letter asking for a team of oxen and supplies to survive until California. Okay. On October 7th, someone noticed the old Belgian man, Hard Coop, was <laughs> Boy, missing. Boy, the
0: gap doesn't help his name any either.
1: <laughs> was missing.
0: I mean, I'm not going to lie. I've pretty much forgotten about HardCoop. <laughs>
1: so he's been missing for me for quite a while. Now, he was in Lewis's wagon, and Lewis said he had no idea where he was. Yeah. He's like, and I don't know. I, yeah. It's just some old
0: Belgian named, Har- named Hardgoop just walking around lost. Yep. Okay.
1: So someone backtracked several miles and found Hardcoop on the side of the trail.
0: Hi. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Should it's- I keep going?
1: His feet were bloody. Sorry,
0: my feet are bleeding.
1: So swollen they were split open.
0: That's Mm. They've got a real kind of uh, bifurcated quality now.
1: He said Lewis had kicked him out of his wagon to lighten the load and left him on the side of the road days before.
0: All right, now I like Hargoop now. Poor little Hargoop with his penguin feet and flapping out about there. He said to stay here, but I will. So, Hargoop, get over here. So he, Watch your feet.
1: They really are. It's like watching oof. a crab walk. <laughs> so uh, he brings them back to the group, but no family would take Hargoop in their wagon. What? So they just left him again. No! Oh, no, no! Oh, you found
0: me! Yes, you. we sure did, Hargoop. Unfortunately. Um, Yes, it's so I know. And when I remember when I found you, you were very dehydrated in a worse state than this. Yeah. yeah. Yes. And um Oh. oh, I can't wait once again to have a Belgian pancake. Let, let well hold hold, waffle. On. hold on there Hargoop. Let me let me do some of the talking oh, first.
1: Waffle. I just I'm so crazy. I don't
0: uh, I understand. Of I mix course. up pancakes? Of course. Yes, 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 yes. Awful.
1: Hargoop. I'm so I'm gonna, glad Hargoop. To see Hargoop.
0: Hargoop. I really need to jump in right here right now. I really Hargoop. miss you guys. Hargoop. Yeah, of course. Hargoop. Group Hargoop? No, 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 no. And by the way, that would be called a Hargoop And No. And let me tell you this. I I think you're fantastic and I love yeah. Everything about what's going on in the new yeah. you. I think your feet are yeah. fantastic. I really do. They're going to scab. Don't point them near me. Uh okay. what I'm trying to say is that unfortunately, after pitching some of the families about taking you in their wagon, unfortunately, there's just no takers, so we're gonna have to
1: There's twenty wagons.
0: It would appear to be so, but again, I mean I, I can't I can't I can't jam you into one of them. I can't that's just not my role here. <laughs> my hands are tied. <laughs> I can't do anything. So, sadly, this is kind of uh, a second goodbye. Why? And, uh, yeah.
1: Why? Well, just because. Why you know, the I, fuck? Yeah,
0: well, I, I don't like the attitude the shift. Fuck because, did uh, you
1: fucking shit asses come you, no, back from me the fucking har-goop, first place. Hargoop, Hargoop,
0: Hargoop, I'm not going to end on a sour note. I was ready
1: to die. I'm not going
0: to end on a sour note with you. Because... And you're a
1: bunch of fucking shit asses. Oh, well, and I hope you fucking die and eat each other well, up in look, the fucking mountains. Well, look, look.
0: Well... Well, someone's English is coming along suddenly. Uh, Welcome to the curse of hard goop. Okay, all right. All right, you know what, hard goop? We've tried, and I was very nice to you. And here, take these grains. I'm rubbing my foot on your
1: daughter's oh, oh, face! Not, not,
0: you leave her alone! That's Ada! She's so much better than that bitch Matilda!
1: <laughs> Poor hard goop. So he just died out in the middle of nowhere. He just died out in the middle of nowhere. They're like, okay, bye. Bye, Hey, we came to get you. Bye. Bye. You can now die further from the spot you were in before, (laughs) which I think is really nice for you. Uh, On October 14th, Mrs. Wolfinger's husband was missing. Okay. Everyone assumed Lewis had killed him for his money. If someone's missing, you're like, Lewis What? I didn't. Did I you told kill you. another fucking guy? I am 90% I did not. What does
0: that even mean? I don't know. <laughs> did we not have percentages yet?
1: But they didn't do anything because they didn't have any proof. So on October 16th, the Donner party arrived in the Sierra Nevadas. That's when the front axle of the Donner party wagon broke. And George cut his hand very badly, making a new one. It slowly began to gangrene. Is this where the expression, the wheel's coming off, comes from? Because <laughs> that's pretty quickly
0: deteriorating. Well, we lost a wheel. He's got gangrene. Oh, my God. <laughs> that was five minutes ago.
1: The donors started lagging behind the party. By now, many families had lost most of their cattle to starvation or Native American thieves. Food and supplies were decreasing rapidly. Uh, in early November, the Donner Party moved with urgency, sure. hoping to make the steep crossing before the snow came. Oh my God, yes. Patrick Breen, quote, the weather was clear, but a large circle around the moon indicated an approaching storm. Eight inches of snow fell that night. It's going to be fun. It's
0: not, it's not good.
1: Uh, this was when Reed arrived at Sutter's Fort. Over weeks, he put together a group of three men, many horses, food, and supplies. To head to where he hoped the Donner party would be. When the party arrived at Truckee Lake in Northeast California, the snow was several feet deep. Okay. They decided to set up camp around the lake and hold on through the winter.
0: They set up camp right near the lake?
1: Well, yeah. There's actually abandoned, There's abandoned cabins around there for whatever reason. I don't uh, know why.
0: Okay. Um, well, that makes more sense.
1: So some of them took... Uh, the cabins, others just had to make shelters
0: It's kind of like the beginning of a reality show Where everyone picks rooms <laughs> Except your life depends on it
1: uh, Some made lean-tos Lewis, despite his injury, Some made lean-tos? Yeah, where he, you lean something up against uh, Whatever fucking tree or another building And then you cover it and that's what you're in Hey, relax, survivor expert You're the one who not watches Naked and Afraid all the I live day. Naked
0: and Afraid, I don't just watch it I'm naked while I watch that show. And I'm terrified. <laughs> the only way to watch that show is naked and afraid, too.
1: <laughs>
0: I watch it outside on an iPad in the cold, naked.
1: <laughs> Poor Jose. <laughs> He's with me, asshole. Um, so, Louis, despite his injured and infected foot, built a shed for his family. Okay. The Donner Party settled on the other side By of the wait, that's, lake.
0: Is that kind of like a dig at Hargoop? Like he's got a fucked up foot and he's like, I'm building a shelter. I
1: don't remember why he got the fucked up foot. Did I say? Uh, he just fucked it up somehow. Okay. Uh, so the Donner Party settled on the, on the other side of the lake in another cabin. Snow starts falling harder and harder. Snow drips are growing taller and taller. The wet firewood is impossible to burn. This Shelters feels like your Christmas freezing. carol. Yeah. Food went uncooked. (laughs) Food went
0: uncooked is not the right thing to sing. (laughs) And the food was not cooked.
1: (laughs) The only things to eat were roasted mice and a fatty glue-like broth from boiling cowhides.
0: Oh, my God. So you can either eat mice or drink glue? (laughs) These are the options? Yeah.
1: Fucking A. Welcome to winter. (laughs) I'd rather be hardcoop at this point. Yeah. In December, snowshoes, uh, a bunch of them made snowshoes out of the remaining cattle hides. Uh, They were able to make 17, and they gave them to the strongest and healthiest members of the party. The hope was they could make it over the mountains and get help at a settlement. Okay. So they set out with six days of rations. Okay. On December 17th, two returned to the lake exhausted. Uh, It's
0: not good news. (laughs) At all. We just left. We left. It's really hard to get up there and the shoes are ruined.
1: So five women, nine men and a 12-year-old walked on.
0: That 12-year-old was like, "I want to die. I am ready <laughs> to be a footnote." This is so
1: fucking boring. Yeah. Yes, I see the snow. Fucking shut up, dad. How great.
0: Would it be to be able to take your 12-year-old and put him in this situation for just 10 minutes? Why don't you go do that? Ah! Upset about the iPad?
1: Why don't you use your imagination, Todd, and just think of stuff. You're out here in wonderful nature. Take it in. We're dying. Fuck you. Fuck you, Dad. Yeah, I said fuck you, Dad. I mean, you. Why did you take the Hastings cut off?
0: Because it made sense. It was a shortcut. It was only 128 miles out of our way.
1: I'm going to eat your eyes!
0: Oh, I doubt that. Probably, maybe. Might have happened. Love you, son.
1: I love you too, Dad. On December 20th. That's like a breakthrough for you. <laughs> On December 20th, they reached Yuba Bottoms. I mean, I know about Yuba, but... Was that the original name of Yuba? Okay. But some snowshoers... Why'd you look at me? I don't know. But some snowshoers had now gone missing. Patrick Breen wrote, quote, tough times. (laughs) Is that the end of the journal entry for
0: the day? You know you're fucked when you're like, tough...
1: times. Tough times but not discouraged. <laughs> Our hopes are in God. Amen.
0: Oh, Amen. How great. How just, he, it, you, you are do so with that guy right now? Yeah.
1: God is great. Fuck you.
0: The idea that God it's just God won't let us die. No, he will. It'll be You remember Hard Coop? Yeah, remember Hard Coop?
1: <laughs> Flapping on the rocks like a newborn penguin. Yeah, it's over. <laughs> Uh, On December 21st, the rations ran out. Charles Stanton... Happy Christmas! (laughs) Charles Stanton was too weak to head back to camp, and he sat down in the snow, pulled out his pipe and his last bit of tobacco, and told the others to go on without him.
0: Oh, man, that's... By the way, that's that's a pretty great way to go, to just be like, I'm just going to smoke and die. (laughs)
1: Like, go
0: ahead. I'm just going to have a bit of a pipe, and then I'll just die here. (laughs)
1: Have a good day. His his final words were, "Quote: Yes, I am coming soon." He was never seen again. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Five days later, on December 26th, the the group was completely lost and frostbitten. They drank melted snow. The men wanted to return to Donner Camp. That's water, by the way. Yeah. The men wanted. It's water. It's also melted snow, technically. Also of water.
0: The molecules separate. So do friends.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So the men wanted to return to Donner Camp, but the women angrily opposed, demanding that they find help.
0: (laughs) Silly rationality.
1: (laughs) Then they all became so hungry they started hallucinating. And then someone suggested they eat one of them. Whoa. (laughs) I have an idea. So they are tripping. (laughs) My idea is we eat Frank. Because I am fucking hungry.
0: This is why we should have kept Hargoop around.
1: Uh, By the way, way,
0: you cannot get offended in the Hargoop story in this audience right
1: now. So they're desperate, and they talk about it, and they agree to draw straws and decide who will be eaten. What? 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 What about the dude who just smoked his pipe and died? Why not Uh-oh. go back and be like, this dude, he's still ready, that he's was, dead. That was five days ago. They walked away from him. They...
0: Uh, my timeline's off, obviously.
1: Yeah, I mean. Okay, so. So Jesus Christ. I'm but... also surprised drawing straws existed that early. <laughs> <laughs> but they, they couldn't do it. They couldn't bring themselves to do it. They couldn't cut the small one? Yeah. So they decided to wait until one of them died, and then they would just eat that person. Within three days, Patrick Dolan died and was eaten first. Jesus Christ, Dave, this is, st- slow down. Three people died, Patrick was eaten first because he wasn't related to anyone.
0: Uh, the idea of some sort of categorizing of this.
1: Uh, okay, so they My uncle and aunt are here, I want, I want them to know how to eat them first.
0: That's awesome, congratulations. I would eat
1: you guys first. That's awesome. What a heartwarming moment. My uncle was a history teacher, and he came here tonight, and I was like, do you know what my podcast is about? He's like, no. And now he's going to get eaten. What a turnaround.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Talk about a Cinderella story. (laughs) Uh,
1: So they eat Patrick. They uh, By the way, hold on,
0: Dave. It says a lot about where we are that you just said, so they ate Patrick. Uh, It's actually my uncle's name, which is hilarious. He, why is he leaving? You can't get far, old man. <laughs> I'll see you on the
1: rock, Hargoop! Uh, yeah, so they skewered him on sticks over a fire. Well, that's like at least a nice way to do it. Yeah, what else are you gonna do it? Yeah, yeah. Ro- turn, turn him. Rotate him. Mm. Oh. You know, Patrick looked good before, but he looks great
0: now. He was a great guy, too, which I think is going to really help. Yeah. I really liked him. I've never had a connection like this to the food I'm going to eat. I've never known them this
1: well. I had a chicken named Bob that I used to have sex with. This but... is
0: far different.
1: What's that? What was the middle? No, maybe I'm hallucinating. Um... You, mu- you better be. You never... Huh? Nothing. All righty. Uh, they didn't look at each other as they ate Patrick. The shame, yeah. That's awkward. Course. That's a hard meal. Well,
0: what are you going to do? Like, mmm, mmm. <laughs> oh. Holy fuck. Guys, you must, guys, try the dipping sauce. <laughs> try it. You feel pure shame. You know, it's not a shame. You're not Anthony Bourdain. Oh. oh. No, you're like, no, 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 no,
2: no,
0: no. Give me more glue. Give me more glue. I need more glue to pound it down with.
1: Uh. Uh, They also didn't look at each other when they cooked and ate 12-year-old Lemuel Murphy.
2: Jesus Christ. (laughs) Uh.
1: But that's like veal, you know what I mean? (laughs) So... This location would later be called the Camp of Death. Finally, a good name. So the meat from the bodies did not last them much longer, and they began eating their shoes.
0: What? Uh, Wait a minute. Who goes human to shoe? (laughs) You go shoe to human!
2: (laughs) What the fuck? What? (laughs) What? Okay. Well, now
0: we should probably eat the other things we could, since Patrick and the teenager are dead and in us. What do we eat our shoes? I could really go for another Patrick, though. I of mean... course we all could, but we're not doing it unless we die of natural causes. Now everyone eat their shoes.
1: Not the Nikes! <laughs> all right. Someone suggested killing and eating their two Native American guides, Louis and Salvador... By the way,
0: of course, of course, of course white people are like, should we eat the navigation? Should we?
1: (laughs) Is that crazy? Uh, But another man was appalled by this, and he warned the two Native Americans who ran away into the forest. Well,
0: there we go. We've got a real win-win. That guy's the next to get eaten, by the way.
1: Loose lips eat dips. Uh, Lewis and Salvador were from a nearby uh, Miwok village, uh, but they. A few days later, they keep wandering and they find Lewis and Salvador dying in the snow. The guy who, the first guy who suggested they should eat people, uh, shot them without hesitation, and then they sliced and dried Lewis and Salvador. Oh. <sighs> packing meat. Now oh. they now they now they're, now they're packing it. Oh. On January 17th, the Jeez, snowshoe group... I mean, they are eating a lot of people. On January 17th, the snowshoe group reached Lewis and Salvador's Miwok village. Oh, no. Hey! We haven't seen them. I have your son right here. Ah. Uh. Uh. They were so thin the Miwoks thought they were ghosts and ran away.
0: By the way, right move entirely. Always. They are and run. Yeah, yes. Always
1: run from white people.
0: Yeah, always run from, I mean, for sure. Always run from white people. When they show up gaunt and full yeah, of your friends, out take of off. Hey, no, no, we're not the regular assholes.
1: We're desperate. <laughs> Uh, so soon they realized that these were starving people and they actually cared for them until some recovered. They didn't have much. They mostly just had acorn bread, but they, they shared it with These the people have been eating people. friends and shoes. They'll take acorn bread. Yep. After a week, two Native Americans led William Eddy to uh, Johnson's Ranch, which is about 15 miles away. The settlers at Johnson's Ranch were absolutely horrified when they saw Eddy... <laughs> And they quickly formed a party to go help. They followed Eddie's bloody footprints to the Miwok village. This is very clear, actually. It's a clear path.
0: <laughs> very clear. We call this a hargoop.
1: <laughs> Eddie wrote an SOS letter to the magistrate of Sacramento, who then wrote one to the magistrate of San Francisco.
0: Well, he's really passing the buck. Yeah.
1: Can you do something? <laughs> I'm gonna go home. During all this at Truckee Lake, things had been super fucked. People were dying of starvation. Louis Kesberg Jr. died. Joseph Reinhardt died, and right before he confessed to killing Mr. Wolfinger. I killed Wolfinger. The shit went blamed on Louis.
0: That's a good but that's a good way to go out. It's yeah. to be like, I lied. Yeah. It's
1: like well, we have closure. At least we have closure. <laughs> now Reed is still Reed is still out um, trying to get people to, you know, go help. Sure. He hasn't given up hope. His first rescue attempt failed, and he was now in San Francisco enlisting volunteers. He raised fifteen thousand dollars fifteen hundred to buy supplies. But on February 5th, the first rescue party left Johnson's Ranch as rescuers in San Francisco kept organizing. At Sutter's Fort, John Sutter offered $3 to anyone who would join the relief parties. Yeah. Oh, way to to go all the way there, uh, John. And a glass of water. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I mean, melted snow. Uh, Reed then headed to uh, Napa and Sonoma to recruit. So obviously everyone's like, (laughs) clearly everyone's like, no. No, okay. No, I don't want to. To future wine country.
0: (laughs) And he just goes on a tour. This is also good. Do you have a Riesling? I'm here to actually, some of my friends are in trouble, but I actually want to really nail this down. This is, that's good too. I don't know. Oh, it's a pinot? It's great. Moscato, a little too fruity. I'm not crazy about that. It's a little too sweet. Yeah, soon I should get back, but I really want to, I want to lock this down. Oh, more crackers. Yay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yum, 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 yum.
1: I just spit on my iPad. (laughs) A rescuer, quote, they gave the alarm that people would all die without assistance. It was two weeks before any person would consent to go. Oh, my God, that's pretty bad. They're going to die if we don't get up
0: there. All right, we heard you. Stop.
1: We're out. (laughs) Finally, we concluded we would go or die trying, for not to make an attempt to save them would be a disgrace to us in California as long as time lasted. So two weeks later, they're like, all right, this will be bad. All right, we should probably do this. So on February 19th, the first relief arrived at uh, the Donner Party's campsite. Quote, no living thing except ourselves was in sight. Oh, no. We raised a loud hello. Oh, that's... Hello! (laughs) Hello, friends! Then we saw a woman emerge from a hole in the snow. Hello! (laughs) Ow!
0: Everything's on fire!
1: (laughs) As we approached her, several others made their appearance... Hello, too! ...in like manner coming out of the snow. Hey, we're dying! We're the snow people! Hello! They were gaunt with famine... And I never can forget the horrible, ghastly sight they presented. Hello. The first woman spoke in a hollow voice, Hello. very much agitated. She said, are you men from California or do you come from heaven? Oh, my God. Answer me, oh ghost man.
0: Oh, my God. Uh, the idea that you're in the state, whether your two options are, are you from California or heaven? There's no in between. What is it, the clouds or the nearby?
1: I would actually say California is heaven.
0: And that's why Dave Anthony is running for governor
1: of this state. The great state of California. My campaign slogan is let's eat the Patricks. Down with the patriarchy. (laughs) Uh... So the first relief rescued twenty-three people and left thirty-one behind. That's all they could bring out was twenty-three.
0: Well, I mean, good lord, talk about lining up for. <laughs> I know.
1: Can I go uh, with the first with the first group? No. Hey. Okay. Uh,
0: uh, we're full. All right.
1: Lewis's wife and daughter Ada were among the rescued. Lewis remained at the camp because of his injured foot. Ada died in route. Tamsin Donner would not leave her dying husband's side. She wouldn't leave George, who has the gangrene. Sure. Um, And the first rescue left her, but she sent her children away to be saved. But a storm came with the rescuer who had taken the Donner children, so he left the kids in Lewis's cabin on the other side of the lake.
0: Just the two of them? I think there's
1: more than two. Okay, but just all the kids in one cabin? Yeah, she put him in that cabin. He's like, I can't take you in this snow. So good luck, your children. It won't go well. See you later. By the way, don't play with this guy's daughter. He hits him. Oh, she's dead? Never mind. Oh, no. Yeah. Play with her then. Too soon, It's so hard to play with a dead friend. Too soon. So Tamsin uh, became worried... Why? (laughs) And a man visited the other side, uh, visited the cabins on the other side, looking to see if anyone knew uh, if the Donner children had reached safety over there. (laughs) And he found the Donner children in Lewis's cabin. And, quote, witnessed such scenes of horror and suffering that he believed their lives were in danger of a death more violent than starvation. What? So I think he's hitting them. Oh, shit. I can't imagine. I mean, that's all I can... Okay, so Eliza Donner quote. I remember being awakened while there were... Uh, I remember being awakened while there were by two little arms clasped suddenly and tightly around me, and I heard Francis say, No, she shall not go with you. You want to kill her. Near us stood Kessberg, the man with the bushy hair.
0: What is going on right now?
1: In limping past our sleeping place, he had stopped and said something about taking me away with him which so frightened my sisters that they believed my life in danger and would not let me move beyond their reach while we remained in that dungeon. We spoke in whispers, suffered as much as the starving children in Joseph's time, and were more afraid than Daniel and the den of lions. So I think he wanted to eat them. Oh, what? what? I think he was trying to take one to eat, eat, eat. And the rest were like, no, you're not eating her. Yeah, and so they were just holding on to each other to try to keep. But thats I grew up like that. I mean that's that's just normal. Fucked. You
0: guys stay in here. One of you gets to come with me.
1: Let's go outside and play axe. Yeah. Uh. They were, but they were rescued by the second relief. Again, Tamsin refused to go. She stayed with George. Oh boy. The third relief was led by William Eddy and William Foster, who came hoping their sons were alive. When they arrived, Miss Murphy said a single word to them: dead.
0: Miss Murphy, how about an opener? (laughs) What about hello? Dead.
1: Dead. Oh, hello. Both of the boys had been cannibalized.
2: Ah. Jesus Christ.
1: Mrs. Murphy, whose 12-year-old was uh, the one that died earlier and was eaten, was one of the first at the camp to cannibalize a body. But she accused Lewis, saying he had grown impatient wanting the boys to die took little George Foster to bed one night and killed him by morning, hanging his carcass on the wall like a slab of game.
0: Oh, for fuck's sake.
1: Both Eddie and Foster were outraged, but Foster then saw that Miss Murphy was out of her fucking mind <laughs> and, be- and believed Lewis's claims of innocence. Eddie, on the other hand, swore he would kill Lewis once all this was over. Just then, Tamsin Donner stumbled into the cabin after walking miles. Eddie and Foster offered to take her and her children, but once she saw her children were gone and alive and in good hands, she returned to George. He died a few weeks later. When the third relief mission was completed, they assumed George, Samuel Donner, and Mrs. Murphy had died. Sorry, sorry, it must have been Tamsin. Uh, that's just a change. So George, Tamsin, and Mrs. Murphy had died. Okay. I think that's all that was left up. That's all they left there. Oh, my God. That left, uh, oh, no, so wait. That left Tamsin and Lewis as the only survivors. Okay, so there's George, Samuel Donner, Miss Murphy, Tamsin, and Lewis. Those are the survivors. Okay. None thought Lewis was worth risking uh, their life for. (laughs) (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. Finally. And Tamsin had already turned down three chances to leave, so they weren't going to go back for her. So they waited for the weather to clear up a month later, and then they went, and this was the fourth relief, and they just saw this as like a salvage operation to get all the belongings. Okay. On April 17th, the fourth relief arrived at Donner's family camp. Outside, there was a kettle filled with human flesh. Oh, Jesus Christ. (laughs) Leftovers? George Donner's body- We're going to make
0: sandwiches tomorrow.
1: George Donner's body was covered in a sheet, his head butchered, and brains removed. Oh, wow. You really got to get in that skull. If you get in the skull, that's where the candy is.
0: Stop talking now. Stop everything you're saying. It's where the candy is?
1: So Tamsin was nowhere in sight. When the group got to Lewis's uh, pad, uh, (laughs) his crib... They saw him with Tamsin's body Preparing a meal of human lungs and livers
0: Oh, Jesus Christ, dude
1: Lewis was the sole survivor All around the camp were bodies I put on a couple pounds (laughs) Gotta shake off that Christmas
0: weight, am I right?
1: Around the holidays, uh, uh,
0: am I the only one who eats more of your family than usual? uh,
1: I ordered a Peloton
0: Oh, good lord Ugh. Santa gave me stuff in my stocking this year.
1: Lewis also had $225 worth of gold uh, from from Tamsin in his waistcoat. So the rescue party interrogated Lewis. (laughs) That must have been quite the interrogation. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Tell me about all the body parts everywhere.
0: Well, I don't know what to tell you.
1: He admitted that he'd eaten Tamsin.
0: Okay, I ate Tamsin. How's that to start? That helped?
1: But he said he did not murder her. He waited for her to die of natural causes.
0: I was a good guy about it.
1: He confessed to taking the Donner's goods, the, their gold, bundle of stolen silks, jewels, firearms, but he said Tamson had asked him to gather the Donner's goods and give it to her children.
0: Hmm. Well, almost.
1: On April 21st, the Fourth Relief left with Lewis. On April 29th, 1847, exact, almost exactly a year from their departure, the last member of the Donner Party hobbled into Sutter's Fort and was reunited with his wife. Who ate
0: him? Who ate him? <laughs> Who immediately <laughs> ate him?
1: Of the 89 immigrants, 45 survived, 32 of them were children. Pretty, uh, the Reeds good. and Breen's were the only families to survive without a single loss. On average, the women survived months longer than the men. Hmm. Okay, I don't, that doesn't have to be... We don't have to make gender lines. <laughs> William Eddy started searching for Lewis to kill him, but James Reed talked him out of it. Uh, Tamsin Donner gained a cult following and became the, the heroine of the Donner party. Her loyalty to George and her love for her children were commended by men and women everywhere. Not so much for Lewis Kessberg. Interesting. What happened? News of the Donner Party spread across the nation in newspapers and by word of mouth. The cannibalism was shocking. Though many members of the Donner Party <laughs> ate people, Louis Kessberg took the heat. Because <laughs> he
0: was really
1: eating people.
0: <laughs> he was like, oh, oh, have you tried this? have some macaroni at the end of the buffet? It was really good. Try him with a biscuit. You will not
1: regret it. He was known as, quote, the savage who ate humans for pleasure. <laughs> Journalists dubbed him the human cannibal and reported he murdered Tamsin Donner as fact. <laughs> the human cannibal? I know. Yeah, no shit.
0: <laughs> You've it never gets... seen
1: anything like
0: this. This cannibal happens to be
1: human. It sounds good. I know, but it's really repetitive. It's good. It's an extra word. It works. It's redundant. It's one more word. I think it works. I get paid by words. A rumor began that Lewis went to bars and bragged about eating people. What? He was at bars? Like, you know. You guys ever eat, like, a Patrick or a, a Murphy? Excuse me? It's fucking great.
0: Oh, this is the guy who eats people.
1: Yeah. Once you start, you're like, ah, oh, this is fucking awesome. <laughs> I eat. I eat people. Like, I did it up in the mountains, but now I'm just like, I'm, yeah, all the time. I like... So I hang out at the beach. What? And when people walk by, I bite them, and I just take a chunk out of their leg or whatever, and they can't get it back because it's in my tum-tum. You know what I mean? I'll take another shot. This is a nice bar. He's
0: taking a shot of flesh. I oh, have one more.
1: I'm a human cannibal. Uh, I'm
0: a human cannibal. <laughs> when he jumps in the pool,
1: cannibal! <laughs> the rumor was he was going to bars Saying human meat was more delicious Than California Ooh, okay. beef all right. Now you hold on there sir
0: <laughs> Imagine Like and I kind of I, I'm not trying to I'm just going to say I, his headspace This is his headspace I try, I am now the guy who eats humans. I have now been. I am. That's is, when people see me, they go, "That's the guy who eats humans." Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna lean in. Yeah, oh. I'm, that's what I'm gonna do. Yeah. I'm so sick of being categorized as a freak that I'm now not. No longer was it survival based solely. Mm-hmm. This is actually the better meat. This is the other white meat. Yeah, this you guys, is.
1: I'm telling you, we should get like a people farm. Yeah. And just raise people and we should ship that out to Oregon and see if they like it and if they well, like it. By we... the way, right,
0: by the way, the horror people feel over that is Oregon? Uh, well, no, the no. <laughs> like if we were to eat people and oh. like have them in fields, like being like, Hey, let us out. Yeah. Like Like what cows do. <laughs> like
1: we have that.
0: <laughs> like we can see that. They just don't speak English. But they are out there like, hey.
1: There's some beautiful cow uh, oh, ranches really? so as you drive up the five. Gorgeous. They look so happy. Yeah. No. Uh, so they also said, the rumor was that he said Tamsin's liver was, quote, the sweetest morsel he this had ever tasted. This fucking guy. Who, who's trying to own this? And then he said, and then he looks at me and he goes... Tamson was the sweetest ever to eat fucking yeah. said that to my face. Which is what brings me to my cookbook. How to eat your pals. The best meat you've ever had.
0: Have you ever had a pal chili? Pilly. A pilly.
1: So Lewis was tried for murdering six immigrants, but acquitted because there's no evidence. Well, I mean, good Lord. Except for all it the people. It was like sitting were... there like, mwah, mwah, there's
0: nothing? Mwah, mwah, mwah. <laughs> there's no evidence, you say. Hmm? I wonder
1: where it's going to. Um, but his reputation is a disaster. I he, wonder why. He sued a rescuer for slander and won, but only received a dollar in damages and had to pay his court fees. All right. We'll get you a side of ranch. In 1848, John Sutter hired Lewis as a captain on a merchant ship. Oh, people are to follow this guy, for sure. Just seven months later, Heinrich, Heinrich Leinhardt wrote, quote, Finally, Sutter decided to replace Mr. Kessberg because so many passengers complained that the boat traveled so slowly down the river that when they ran out of food, the captain, who was accustomed to human flesh, might kill passengers who were asleep and eat them. My own feeling is that Sutter invented this story.
0: Well, I completely understand. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> but imagine, well, when you sleep, he you eats your arm. <laughs> Did you know? The no, boat's
1: no. going slow. No, 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 no. You're spaghetti. So after this, Lewis worked in Sonoma for General Vallejo before running a boarding house at Sutter's Fort. Okay. In 1851, he bought a hotel in Sacramento. <laughs> what
0: the, wow! Stop. This reinvention is probably not going well.
1: And a rumor started in. This
0: guy's just hearing whispers everywhere he goes.
1: This guy who eats people. So,
0: stop it. One time for a year. Enough. Lord.
1: A rumor started in Sacramento that he was running a restaurant.
0: Oh. Uh. <laughs> I mean, look. This is the you fuck. Look, you eat a bunch of people. Sorry, that's gonna stick with you.
1: They didn't. That's the only way to survive.
0: Yeah, but it felt like he was reveling a little more than everyone else. I mean, (laughs) if you're last man standing, sorry, you're just gonna be the guy who
1: people are like. Uh, He sold the hotel, but it was destroyed by a fire the night before the purchase was official. So he got no money. No. Hey, let's let's not feel too bad for this fucking guy. No known cause of the fire. Next, he ran the Phoenix Brewery, and that became worth $50,000. But it was destroyed by a flood. Okay. He was broke again. In 1866, Lewis moved to Calistoga and became a partner in a distillery. Life went well until his wife died in 1877. They had... Uh... Yeah, you know what? Uh, we're just gonna go ahead and do without a burial. I'll take care. I'll take care of that. We uh, figure the best way to save
0: on some of these cremation, cremation fees you're talking about is to we will get rid of it on our own. Uh, last thing we want to do is take a plot or anything like that. We know a way that she will be with us forever and not. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know. mm. mm. <laughs> Something's not sitting right. (laughs) Classic her. (laughs) (laughs) Nag, 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 (laughs) nag. Even from a tummy.
1: So they had four children, and two of them were intellectually disabled. Okay. C.F. McGlashan was writing, uh, in writing A History of the Donner Party, said of Lewis's children, quote, Bertha and Augusta live with the father at Brighton, Sacramento County. Both of these children are hopelessly idiotic.
0: Well, there's that empathy we've read about from the time.
1: <laughs> Bertha is 26 and has never uttered an intelligible word. Augusta is 15 and possesses only slight traces of intelligence. Both are subject to frequent and violent spasms or epileptic fits. The state provides for insane, but not for idiots. They scream so loudly while going into... Their spasms that he cannot dwell near other people. He therefore lives isolated in a plain little house back of his brewery. Here he lives, the saddest, loneliest, most pitiable creature on the face of the earth. What the fuck? Now you feel a little bit bad for him. Yeah, I do feel bad for him. Well, not for him, for the kids. Yeah, no, no, it's not good for anybody. Well, yeah, but, yeah, sure. Uh, so, when Lewis was 65 years old, he was living near Sacramento... And this author, McGlashan, found him. And he said Lewis was afflicted by, quote, misery and desolation, tormented by enduring accusations that he was a cannibal. The writer got... Well, to be fair, it's not even an accusation. (laughs) Well, but they're saying he keeps doing it. I mean...
0: Oh, yeah, for sure. Well, again, I mean, you eat
1: 30 people. That's Well, see, now you're doing it. He didn't eat 30 people. He ate some people.
0: Yeah.
1: He ate a good amount of people. Well, I don't know about 30, though.
0: Look, dude, he won. He won. (laughs) Sorry. Sorry. This is the downside to living. That
1: is actually what he said when they came to rescue him. (laughs) I won, motherfuckers! Winner! Uh, We got like a million or something, right? By the way,
0: Dave, how long until there's a reality show of people eating other people for weight
1: gain? Five years. (laughs) Well, I love you, Max. Uh, <laughs> the biggest winner, is eating other people. Uh, uh, so um, the writer got Eliza Donner and Lewis together. When he, when they saw each other, Lewis dropped to his knees and swore he had not murdered Eliza's mother, Tamsin. Eliza said she believed him and that she felt no ill will. Mm. But people still did not believe Lewis and saw him as evil personified. Lewis told McGlashan, quote, that camp has been the one burden of my life. Well, yeah, I mean, you. yeah, the place where you ate a bunch of people? Yeah, yeah I, that's a fucking burden. Uh, you
2: know,
1: wherever- some, sometimes I feel
0: like it defined me in a way. <laughs> I do. I know it's wacky.
1: Wherever I have gone, people have cried, Stone him, stone him. It's, it's tough for sure. It's that, that's tough. That's tough. Mortification, disgrace, disaster, and unheard of misfortune have followed and overwhelmed me. I often think the Almighty has singled me out among all the men on the face of the earth in order to see how much hardship, suffering, and misery a human being can bear. Well, and then he takes a rip off a thigh. Uh-oh. Lewis's descendants changed their family name when they settled in the Napa area. Today, there's only one person claiming to be related to Kessberg on file. He spent the rest of his life poor and died in 1895 at a hospital for the poor. His grave is unknown and unmarked to this day. But if you go over his grave,
0: you can quietly hear Why is the grave empty? There's just a napkin with a bunch of barbecue sauce on it. (sighs) Oh, yeah. Jesus Christ. How do you feel? Not hungry. (laughs) I mean... You know when you... You know when you watch a movie that you watched like, that you used to love when you were a kid and you watched it as a grown-up? And you're like, I didn't even understand the movie. Yeah. Like, there's so many parts that I'd be, like, laughing at and I didn't understand. That's what I feel like this is. Yeah. Like, I know what the Donner Party is, but I did not know what the Donner Party is.
1: I wonder if they still teach it in school. I do not think they, they do. do. Do they? They do? They're busy teaching the new Patriot the, Day. I guess the value of it is, is, like, the hardship of, of you know, travel. But um, it's also... Uh, more of an I- idiot taking the wrong path story than it is hardship. Yeah.
0: No, what it yeah. is is it, it's the complications from doubling down on something that you know is probably stupid, which is kind of how we based our government. <laughs> but uh, would you be able to eat a person? Yeah. That's a little yeah, too yeah. fast It's
1: just, I mean, if I'm starving and you're, you're a fucking dead meat thing Yeah, I'm going to eat you I'm going to fucking cook you up, have a stew Yeah, I, you eat, the, you eat the guy If I was dying about it, like, eat me Do you have any doubt? I hope my dog eats me if shit goes bad and he's, you know, and uh, he's got to live Would you want Jose to eat you if he had to survive? I know that he would I laid down one
0: time <laughs> I took, One time I took a nap and he was eating me I was like, dude, my arm's open He was like, sorry, I didn't feel a pulse I was like, Those are veins I've been asleep for 10 minutes You just look weird (laughs) You didn't seem yourself I thought I'd just start eating foot up Am I crazy? If you and I were in this situation Who do you think would eat who? Because I know my answer I have 100% 100% 100%, you'd eat me I would eat you before you died Yeah, I know Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. you'd take the whip end Beat me with a blunt whip end (laughs) Dave, no! I think there's a fruit tree Shut up I want steak I like meat (laughs) <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. I'll I'll do that afterwards. Okay. Uh, I said, do you want a blowjob now? Uh...
1: Jesus Christ! Yeah, it's not. I don't. That's not the story I heard when I was a kid. It's better. What do you hear when you are a kid? That just just that they fucking went up into the hill the wrong time and ate each other.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, <they don't, laughs> oh no! They don't it's tell, dark. They don't tell the. The backstory of like they went the wrong way and listened yeah, to a fucking idiot. Right. And, yeah. Right. Yeah. It's full it's full of the classic fucking dollop morons, a guy who's like, I want to own California and gets <laughs> a bunch of people killed. It's the first And I other was... people are like, I know better, let's yeah. go the wrong way. Yeah, yeah. And then of course the women are nuts. They hate this. It's all They
0: hate it when we stop and ask for directions. <laughs> <laughs> Us men, we'll figure it out. <laughs> nom, 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 nom.
1: Well, that was the that was the I wanted to do that one for a long congratulations time. Congratulations
0: on a great story from your town. What a great journey! Congratulations, sir. Why aren't you clapping? Come on, get your fucking hands together. Thank you, Jesus Christ. Do you have anything else? I was
1: going to do a different one, but it's it's going to scare the fuck out of you. So I'll just save it for a, a what? studio that? What What? <laughs> yeah, it's bad. Ah, it's bad. You're all going to be fucked. It's all right. It's fine. Okay. Uh,
0: Thank you guys very much for coming out. We really appreciate it, Sacramento. Thank you to Steve Fury's mother. Thank you guys. We appreciate it. See ya.
2: The uh, sources for this episode are The Diary of Patrick Breen, One of the Donner Party by uh, Patrick Breen. It's his own diary. I said that. The Indifferent Stars Above, The Harrowing Saga of the Donner Party from 2015 by Dan James Brown. The Expedition of the Donner Party and Its Tragic Fate from 1997 by Elizabeth, uh, sorry, Eliza uh, Donner Houghton. The Immigrant's Guide to Oregon and California by Lanceford Hastings. Uh, Unfortunate Immigrants, Narratives of the Donner Party by Kristen Johnson. Uh, History of the Donner Party, A Tragedy of the Sierra, by C.F. McGlasham. Uh, From the desk of Truckee C.F. McGlasham, his letters to Eliza Houghton, Donner Party Survivor, investigative report of a massacred wagon train, Truckee Tahoe Adventures, and more by C.F. McGlasham. Desperate Passage, The Donner Party's Perilous Journey West, by Ethan Ararick. Encyclopedia of Frontier Biography Volume two a G O by Dan Thrapp The Best Land Under Heaven The Donner Party in the Age of Manifest Destiny by Michael Wallace and the following articles How Lewis Kesberg was branded the Killer Cannibal of the Donner Party by Michelle Debazak uh, on Mental Floss How Lewis Kesberg was branded killer cannibal. Uh, oh, I think I just did that one. Uh, tracking Down the Truth of What Happened to the Donner Party, Los Angeles Times by Anna Japenga. Uh, Charles F. Glasson, Truckee Patriarch in the Sierra Sun by Mark McLaughlin. Beyond Cannibalism, The True Story of the Donner Party, uh, National Geographic by Simon L. And then uh, a ton of, uh, a ton of websites that you can check out on the source list.
0: Oh, hey there, everybody. It's Gareth, you know, from this uh, this podcast. Uh, listen, I've got some stand-up shows. I'm inviting the Garmy, the Gareth Army, to join me for. I will be in Fort Collins, Colorado, August 18th and August 19th. I will be in Minneapolis, Minnesota, August 24th through August 26th at Acme. I will be going to the UK in September. Please join me. I will be in Glasgow, September 13th, London, September 15th, Uh, Sydney on November 24th. Go to GarethReynolds.com for tickets. Garmy, let's get at it after it. Let's see you there. Hey there, people listening to The Dollop. Uh, this is Gareth. Yes, the same guy. I uh, Listen, I have a new podcast called We're Here to Help that I'm doing with my friend Jake Johnson. It's basically a call and advice show where we don't say that we're professionals because we aren't, but we try to help people with problems that are important to them.